devotees. All glories, all glories to Shishi Guru and Sri Gauranga. Omigyana Tamarandasya, Gyananjana Shalakaya, Chakshram Litam Jena, Tasmai Sri Gurvena Mahamukram Kotavachalam, Amulam Vete, Yetripatalam Mande, Shigram Dinatalanam, Vanchakapati Vyascha, Kripasindu Vyavacha, Paditanam Pavani Vaisthavayam. Jaya Sri Krishna Chaitanya Pavanichananda, Sri Advaita Gradar Sivasthagor Vakimanda, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Krishna. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama. Can we have these doors closed or something? <laughs> so we're going to read from the Srimad Bhagavatam, uh, another Bhagavatam class. Uh, but this is in regard to uh, book distribution. This is from the Srimad Bhagavatam, sixth canto, uh, first chapter, text number seven. In the twenty-sixth chapter of the fifth canto, Sudha Goswami has explained that people who commit sinful acts are forced into hellish planets and suffer. Now, Maharaj Brookshit, being a devotee, is concerned with how this can be stopped. A Vaishnava is paradukaduki. In other words, he has no personal troubles, but he is very unhappy to see others in trouble. So I'll gradually go through this purport. So this is the nature of a devotee, is that they don't like to see others suffering. Paradukaduki. Actually, this is the position of Krishna as well. Much more than anyone else, actually. And therefore, Krishna, he comes. In, in many ways. He personally comes himself, Yada Yada Hidarmasya, Hani Bhavitabad, to uh, deliver the uh, or to to deliver the devotees and to annihilate the miscreants. But this is also delivering. This is also the mercy of Krishna. So he doesn't like to see his parts and parcels suffering. Just like I'll give you an example. Imagine there's a, a father that has many sons. Let's say he has eight sons. And one of the sons, he becomes very degraded. He takes intoxication, drugs, and alcohol. And he's very violent, just very low-class, low-class language. Just became a really degraded person. And becomes so degraded that he's just practically living out on the streets. Just, just became just as low as you can get. But one of his other sons goes out of his way to help this son who had become so degraded. And he's patiently working with him for many weeks and months trying to bring his life back to normal. And he actually does it. He becomes a good son Again, a good citizen. Imagine how uh, much the father will appreciate this son who has helped his other son. Imagine. It's like inconceivable how much he would be pleased with that son. So this is the position, actually, with a with person who is preaching Krishna consciousness. That practically everybody has become very degraded. This is Kali Yuga, very degraded age. People are very sinful. And Krishna, their father, is, is very displeased and, and even it gives him pain also to see his uh, sons and daughters suffering so much due to uh, ignorance. So if a devotee goes out of his way to help them, Krishna is very pleased. Srila Prabhupada once he said that for one who is desiring a comfortable life in Krishna consciousness, advancement will be very slow. And he once mentioned that the persons that he chose as GBC members 
were the ones who he saw take the most risk for spreading Krishna consciousness. And it is a, it's a bit of a risk, you know, we go out and we preach and it's, it's Prabhupada said it's declaring war on Maya. So there's a lot of uh, Maya out there uh, which can distract one from Krishna consciousness. And therefore, in order to preach Krishna consciousness, in order to distribute books, one has to be strong oneself so that one is not uh, affected when one goes out in the battlefield. Just like when there's a, a battle, of course we're talking about thousands of years ago when, when soldiers would actually go out and, and battle. Nowadays they just shoot guns, and, you know, blow off big bombs. And <laughs> but previously they actually used to go to, to the battlefield, you know, with, you know, with a weapon and shield and, and they were very strong. Kshatriya is very powerful. So imagine you know, there's a battle that's to take place and, and, and some warrior, he goes out in the battlefield and he's just wearing a gumsha. You know, he's going to be in trouble. You know, those guys, you know, they got all kinds of weapons. <laughs> so they're, they're prepared for battle. So when one goes to the, to the battlefield, they've got to be prepared. You know, they've got to be strong, you know, good fitness there and, and weapons and shield and so much protection. So this is also what is needed when we go out and preach. We've got to be prepared. So that preparation is to hear Srila Prabhupada's books. Prabhupada said, our motto in Krishna consciousness should be to read and distribute his books. He said, this is our motto in Krishna consciousness. <laughs> Interesting statement. You know, just like all the different movements, they have their mottos. So Prabhupada said, this is the only statement he ever made about a motto in Krishna consciousness, that to read and distribute these books. Because this is what is most needed in society. It's like Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, he used to say that the only lack in society is Krishna consciousness. And therefore Srila Prabhupada, he put so much emphasis on it. He said that what I've given you is very valuable. I've given you Krishna. And you cannot repay me for what I've given you. Because I've given you the greatest thing. But if you want to try, then distribute books. So this is what was so pleasing to, to Srila Prabhupada. And therefore, when Prabhupada was here, this was the main activity. Actually, this temple, Chicago, was one of the biggest book distribution temples in the, in the movement. If, if it wasn't, I think it was at long periods, this was the, the, the Mecca for book distribution at Tripurari and Burgos, some of the biggest distributors in the movement right here out of Chicago. So therefore, Srila Prabhupada, he would come here quite often. Wherever he saw that the books were being distributed the most, that's where he would, he would go. So there was competition to get Srila Prabhupada at their various temples. So this is how they attracted Prabhupada, distributing his books. So it's uh, extremely important. Srila Prabhupada, he said, if you want to please me, then distribute books. And Krishna, he also says, Yaidang paramanguyam madbhaktesabhihasati, that anybody who is preaching this Bhagavad Gita, the teachings of Bhagavad Gita, is most dear to me. And there'll never be anyone more dear to me than that person. So we're all here to be devotees of Krishna, to please Krishna, basically. So Krishna is given a very bold, very clear uh, hint here on how to please him by preaching this message. And this is what all the Acharyas Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur, he sent the first book here to the West. Interestingly enough, the same year that Prabhupada appeared on this planet, 1896, McGill University. One devotee, when Prabhupada was in Montreal, 
went to the library there and, and this devotee, he found that book. It was still there. This must have been in the early 70s or maybe late 60s. Probably was there in Montreal in 68, 69. So he brought it to Prabhupada. Said, Prabhupada, the book is still here. 100 years, you know, no, no, that would be about 80 years later. And Prabhupada said, why'd you take it? Take it up, put it back. <laughs> it, was, it was also people that checked it out, they were reading. So he started this preaching mood. And of course he prayed for the ray of Vishnu, which is Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, who really picked up the mood of spreading this message all over the world by mass book distribution. And he was a very grave personality. But if somebody just went out and distributed one book, he would express his pleasure. He would be so pleased with that person. So even if you go out and you distribute books and you don't have big success, still, Krishna is pleased. Prabhupada said that one gets very quickly recognized by Krishna by going out and, and preaching this message. And Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, he called this book distribution the Brihat Murdanga. Because uh, uh, here we can play the Murdanga and maybe here at a block away, maybe not even that because we have the walls here. But you go out in Harinam, maybe people can hear it for a couple blocks away. But especially in the, in the early days when we were just doing a lot of books in the airports, people get a book in one place and then they go 10,000 miles away and they read about Krishna there. So it's, they're hearing the kirtan. Kirtan means hearing the holy name. So they're reading about Krishna. You know, 10,000 miles or more they received Krishna. So therefore he called it the Brihat Murdanga. So, of course, uh, in the early days of our society, the movement was pretty much dependent on book distributors because we didn't have much of a congregation. Actually, in the early days, anybody that was a devotee lived in the temple. And if somebody didn't live in the temple... He wasn't considered a devotee <laughs> because practically everybody, it was early in our movement, so everybody practically lived in the, in the temple. And there was funds needed to, to maintain the temples. So therefore, devotees were going out and, and out of necessity to distribute books to maintain the temples. Now we don't have that necessity so much. Very, I mean, I, I can't think of one temple that's dependent on devotees going out and, and collecting. Although Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur used to put temples in debt <laughs> just so that they would have to go out and maintain the centers. Interesting enough. <laughs> so, debt is good in one sense because it forced one to, to work. So we don't need that now. So therefore, it's not so much a, an emphasis. And we also made many mistakes in the past, so devotees lost their enthusiasm. Of course, now we've, we've learned a lot from our mistakes. One devotee said that when Prabhupada was here, there was only one mature person in the whole movement. That was Prabhupada. So he always expressed the importance of preaching. And this is, his, this is what he did when he came. He was a book distributor. It's like there's some controversy about who the first big book distributor was. Whether it was in San Francisco or Canada. But it was Prabhupada, New York City. He brought, anybody know how many books he brought? 600. Very good. Not many people know that. <laughs> That's right. Yes. 200 sets of the first uh, canto, those three volumes. And many devotees were, were buying them. 
Some devotees still have those those first sets. So he was uh, distributing these books, and he was so pleased. Someone would come and, and buy a set, very inexpensive, sixteen dollars, eighteen dollars. So he was the first book distributor. And he was writing the books. Prabhupada was doing everything. He was he was writing the books. He was getting the books printed. And he was distributing them. Amazing. At an elderly age. I mean he was, you know, he started doing this and I guess he was about sixty two or so, sixty three when he first started writing the, the Srimad Bhagavatam. Such determination. Writing, printing, and distributing. All we have to do is go in, pick the books up, go distribute them. So easy. But so few places are even doing that, (laughs) unfortunately. We kind of lost the the, the focus. But all around the world, it's it's still, it's, it's picking up. We're distributing now throughout the world about 6 million books. So this is it's still happening uh, by the mercy of Srila Prabhupada. So there's a, a an important aspect of preaching that we should understand. Krishna Shakti Vinanai Krishna Shakti Vinanai Krishna Shakti Vinanai Tarapavarta. That uh, without the mercy of Krishna one cannot spread Krishna consciousness. So we have to pray to Krishna. Uh, to pray to Krishna, Mangalarti, Guru Puja, pray to Srila Prabhupada, pray to Tulsi Devi for this uh, enthusiasm to distribute books. And certainly Krishna will give it because he wants it. It's only hap- not happening because we were not desiring. But if we pray to Krishna, for the desire to distribute these books, then certainly Krishna, he will reciprocate. And so many amazing things happen when we distribute books. There's one incident that happened uh, back in the 80s. There's one person, he was a, a criminal, big-time criminal in the, in the Far East, one of these Muslim countries. And uh, he saw the... He met some devotee somehow, and, and, and he was—he heard that they have like a like a temple, and he, he a little bit of a bright person. So he said, "You know, can can anybody go and live in your in your uh, monastery?" And I said, "Yeah, if you're interested." He said, "Okay." So just to hide from the police, he went and he lived with the temple. I mean, with the devotees there in the temple, and uh, he was there for a couple months, and he was kind of becoming attracted. He was reading the books, and it was thinking, oh, this makes a lot of sense. So he became a devotee. And he became a book distributor. I don't know which country he was distributing in the Far East. There's probably there's not many places where you can distribute books there. But anyway, he was distributing in one of those countries there. And one policeman recognized him and caught him. Took him to jail. And he was a very big criminal. So they were going to put him in one of these uh, high-security prisons and uh, it was such a high security prison that it was uh, actually in, in an island it was kind of like this uh, Alcatraz that we have there in, in uh, California and the way that they would, would feed the prisoners is that the, the person in charge there of, of feeding the prisoners they would just throw down a loaf of bread and they would all fight for it it was like you know, it was a horrible scene there. Yeah. So it was very, very restricted and, and just horrible conditions. So that's where they put him. So when the devotees heard that he was caught, they went to the to the police and they said, you know, this person, although he was a big criminal, he actually became a, a very saintly person. He had a change of heart. So. I'm just asking because, I mean, if you, if you speak to him, you'll see he's not the same. Please let him go. 
<laughs> the warden said, oh, that's ridiculous. If you look at his record, it's impossible. And he has to, he has to do time. So the way said, anyway, I tried. So this, this prisoner, this devotee in prison, he was preaching to all the prisoners. And he was a good preacher. So the, the warden, he went there to, to check out how things were going after a few months of his being there. And he was shocked. They were throwing the bread down. Nobody was fighting over the bread. As soon as it was thrown down, the bread would be offered to Krishna. <laughs> they made a little, you know how they said that you could, there's different deities that you can make. You can make a deity just drawing Krishna in the sand. So they made a little deity of Krishna in the sand. They would offer the bread and they would share it. It was prashadam. The bread became prashadam. <laughs> so this is how they were. So the, so the warden was shocked. And everybody was like, you know, there, there was like peace. You know, and, and they were actually gentlemanly. They were, they were, they were just, he was just shocked to see this. So he reduced his, uh, his time in prison due to seeing his, his change in his character. So this is the result of, of Srila Prabhupada's books. It changes people's character you know, in so many ways. This is the result. Because Krishna, he is the most pure. If we hear about Krishna, we become purified. Srila Prabhupada, he is connected to Krishna. So the more we hear about Krishna, Krishna through Srila Prabhupada, we also become purified. So I'll continue this, uh, this purport here. Prahlad Maharaj, he says, My Lord... I have no personal problems, for I have learned how to glorify your transcendental qualities and thus enter a trance of ecstasy. I do have a problem, however, for I am simply thinking of these rascals and fools who are busy with maya sukaya, temporary happiness, without knowledge of devotional service to you. This is the problem faced by a Vaishnava. So this is the only problem that a devotee feels, that others are suffering. So he wants to relieve the suffering. And by hearing about Krishna, this relieves the suffering. Just like recently we had uh, Janmastami. And you're hearing the glories of Krishna. It's very nice, hearing the glories of Krishna. Yes? Wonderful. You had a nice Janmastami here, yeah? How many people showed up? Any idea? 1,300. Wow. Very nice. So the glories of Krishna were being chanted. Very nice. People were hearing about Krishna. So Prabhupada said one time that devotees are not interested in just hearing the glories of Krishna. They also want to distribute the glories of Krishna so that they can also be benefited. And actually this gives more pleasure to a devotee. Just like uh, there was a newsletter by one Sankirtan uh, devotee in the early days who mentioned in the Sankirtan newsletter that the Sankirtan devotees are like in the mood of the gopis because they're, taking, they're getting more pleasure in bringing others to Krishna than themselves going to Krishna. So some of the other devotees were thinking, oh, look at this, the Sankirtan devotees are becoming Sahajya. <laughs> so it became a controversy. So one big advantage of having Srila Prabhupada on the planet is whenever there's a controversy, you ask Srila Prabhupada. So they wrote a letter to Srila Prabhupada. And Prabhupada replied that this is the correct understanding. That the devotees, they derive more pleasure in bringing others to Krishna than uh, themselves going. And this is the mood of the Sankirtan devotees, to bring others to, to Krishna. Of course, everybody is important. There was one incident of uh, Srila Prabhupada in Mayapur, in this, back in 1975, 
Prabhupada was in his quarters in Mayapur and devotees were showing him different pictures of temples that had been opened recently. And Prabhupada was looking at them kind of nonchalantly, not showing that much interest. And uh, a devotee went in there with another devotee who had been distributed, who was a book distributor. And this devotee introduced this Sankirtan devotee to Prabhupada and he said, this devotee, Prabhupada, he's distributed 10,000 of your Bhagavad Gita's. And Prabhupada's eyes became very wide. He said, oh, he has received the mercy of Krishna. So the devotee was like, whoa. <laughs> Imagine how happy he was. <laughs> so the other devotees who had been showing Prabhupada these different pictures of temples, they kind of felt a little forlorn. They were a little sad that they hadn't pleased Prabhupada. Prabhupada, he caught on to that. He said, no, no, you also have pleased Krishna. But the book distributors, they please Krishna in a special way because they're giving the, the message of Krishna. He said, just like in Vrindavan, there's the cowherd boys and there's Nanda Maharaj and Madhya Soda, the elderly gopis, and there's so many residents in Vrindavan. But the gopis, they were the special devotees of Krishna. Of course, the book distributors should not become proud now. No, special. This actually had been a problem in the past. <laughs> become a little proud. I'm a special devotee, book distributor. So, of course, one has to be humble in order to continue distributing books. Srila Bhakti no Thakur, he used to say that when will I with a humble heart go out to spread the teachings of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So this is absolutely necessary. And Prabhupada, he wrote to two sannyasis that if you are not humble and you are not tolerant, you will not be able to spread Krishna consciousness. So these are very important. Because when we're on book distribution, there'll be a lot of rejection. And the false ego doesn't like this. So this is one of the big reasons that book distributors stop distributing books. There is a lot of rejection. Like most of it is rejection. False ego doesn't like that. The real, the real ego does like it because it's purifying. But the false ego doesn't like it because if this continues then eventually no more false ego. False ego dies. False ego wants to live. <laughs> right? But the real ego likes this. What is the real ego? I'm the eternal servant of Krishna. The false ego, I'm this body. I'm this mind. I'm this contaminated intelligence. So it's medicine, actually. Book distribution is medicine for the false ego, purifying the ego so that the real ego comes out. So this is medicine. Hearing the holy name, distributing the holy name, and the diet is Krishna Prashad. So it's so important. We can't understand how important it is, actually. Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he instructed Lord Nityananda to go door to door preaching Krishna consciousness. So here we have an instance of God, Lord Chaitanya, instructing God, Lord Nityananda, to go out and preach. Along with who? Haridas Thakur, Namacharya. He also went door to door preaching. Bolo Krishna. Bhaja Krishna, Kora Krishna Siksha. To chant the names of Krishna. Follow the instructions of Krishna. So this is the, the mood of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And it's mentioned in the Chaitanya Charitamrita that the name of Krishna will be spread in every town and village throughout the, the world. Viti Viti Achayati Nagaradigram Sarvata Jore Morinam. Now there was one 
godbrother of Srila Prabhupada's back in the 40s who, who read this in the Chaitanya Charitamrita and he couldn't understand how this is going to be possible that the, the name of Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu will be heard in every town and village throughout the planet. So he was asking different godbrothers about this. And he was getting different responses. And then he, he asked his godbrother, who at that time was called Abhai Babu Prabhupada. So he asked him about this statement. And Prabhupada replied, Yes, we have to have faith in the words of Krishna Das Kaviraj that this will happen. So this godbrother of Srila Prabhupada was very, he was very happy to see that firm understanding of Abhay Babu at that time, that it, that it will happen. So sometime later, many years later, 1972, this same godbrother of Srila Prabhupada, he was in one village in India, and he saw a Western devotee, Tilak, Doti, Kurta, Japamala, and he was surprised. He had never seen a Western devotee. So he went up to him and he said, excuse me, uh, where are you from? He said, I'm from America. You're from America? And you're like this? How is this? He said, well, this is the mercy of my spiritual master. He said, oh, and and who is your spiritual master? He had a book there, so he showed the picture of Prabhupada. And this godbrother Prabhupada, he looked at the picture and he said, Abai, Abai Babu, you did it, you did it. So Prabhupada did. And he's still doing it. Throughout the world, these books are still being distributed. So many people haven't heard of Krishna yet. So this is the most fortunate thing that we can do for a person. When we hand someone a book, we're handing them a key to the spiritual world, actually. Because if someone follows the instructions of this book, they can enter into the spiritual world. So this moment that we approach someone to give them Krishna consciousness, it's the most important moment of their life. For many lifetimes, actually. Who knows how long it's been since they've heard about Krishna. So it's the most important moment of their life. So therefore we have to really pray to Krishna for sincerity so that when we do approach people, we can convince them to, to take a book. Krishna, he says that, that all living entities he says all living entities should utilize their body, their words, their intelligence, and their life to spread Krishna consciousness. Of course, when we distribute books, we're certainly using our body. And we're going out there. Sometimes it's hot. You experience the heat here. I remember many years ago, I came here with 15 Sankirtan devotees. And we were traveling around the country with, with uh, five vans. And we were distributing books all over. And we came here to Chicago. And it was 100 degrees or more or something. It was really hot. It gets very hot here. And people were dying, actually. It was so hot. But we were out. There was some, there was some place here in Chicago. I forgot the name of the place where they had big concerts. You know the name? So we were going all over the place in this parking lot distributing books, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of books in 100-degree weather. It was so hot, but when you're in the, in the nectar of book distribution, we weren't even phased. Everybody was just going around. Everybody was distributing. You know, some, you know, 50, 70, 100, 150 books. Very Actually, book distribution here in Chicago is very good. So, uh, there's inconvenience sometimes. Sometimes it gets very cold here also. It's, what, 10 degrees? Does it get 10 degrees here sometimes? Much colder. Below zero. Oh, it's very cold. Yeah, in Europe also it gets very cold. So, there's, so you just have to 
you have to prepare yourself. This one devotee in Europe, he, he bought a, a pair of gloves, $160 <laughs> for a pair of gloves. <laughs> Mainly it's the hands that get cold. Yeah. <laughs> so he just went all out. You know, don't have to worry about the hands getting cold anymore. <laughs> so you have to adjust. All of us on Sankirtan, we're all wearing shorts on Sankirtan. Yeah. It was so hot. So we just have to, to adjust. You know, so we have to utilize our, our body, our words, of course. You know, constantly talking about you know, the books. Prabhupada one time he said, when, when one is on book distribution, it's like samadhi. Because you're, you're talking about Krishna, and you're giving Krishna, you're handing them Krishna. You're thinking of Krishna. So it's, just, it's, it's all auspicious activity. So, uh, so important. And then one has to utilize one's intelligence. One has to, sometimes they give different reasons. Why not to take a book? I was distributing books one time in, uh, in Australia, door to door. And this person opened the door and said, he saw the book and said, no, no, I worship Satan. So I said, well, you should know your enemy. <laughs> so, this, this is about God. <laughs> so he said, good point. So he bought the book. Actually. <laughs> you know what you're up against, you know. <laughs> so he took the book. And one time a devotee was, uh, you know, many times they say, well, no, the book is too heavy. So I tell them that this book is so heavy that it'll carry you. So that's how heavy it is. Okay, I like that. So they take the book. <laughs> so there's so many things. One devotee, he approached it. one person, he said, no, no, I'm, I'm an atheist. And the devotee said, oh, thank God, I was, I was thinking you were a Christian. <laughs> no, I'm not a Christian. Well, he said, it's about this book on yoga and meditation. Higher consciousness. So he bought the book. Yeah. And many times when I distribute books and find out they're a Christian, I tell them, we're not trying to change your belief. See, this is what happens when you, when you, when you show them a, a, a book about another religion. They, they become defensive. No, no, I have another religion. No, no, no. We're not trying to change your religion. But there's always more to learn. Yes? And they, they, out, they out practically always say, yeah, that's true. So you take their defense off, and then you tell them, you give a positive aspect. You could learn more. So they say, okay, yeah. And they give a donation, take the book. So we have to come up, you know, they, they, they come up with reasons not to take it. We have to use our intelligence how to how they should take it, why they should take it. Uh, mainly what I tell them is that this, this teaches the art of inner happiness, inner peace, higher consciousness. There's so much uh, anxiety now in society, a lot of stress. The main disease in America right now is stress, especially now since they've had this uh, financial crisis. The stress level is increasing. Yeah, yeah, so there's a lot of suffering in society, so this, this, these books can actually solve their problems. It's a positive alternative. When people have difficulty, what do they do? They take drugs or they drink alcohol. There was one person who was uh, having a lot of problems in his life, so he started drinking alcohol. His wife was giving him problems. His children were giving him problems. He started drinking alcohol. So he started. He was drinking so much, eventually he became an alcoholic and decided, well, I can't live like this. So he was going to commit suicide. But then he happened to, to glance up and he saw the Bhagavad Gita in his bookshelf. So he thought, well, maybe there's something there. So he brought it down and he, he said from the, from the first paragraph, from reading the first paragraph, he felt so much relief. And he read that book. He said he finished it in four days. It was just eating a little, sleeping a little, reading Bhagavad Gita. 
And he said, when I finished reading Bhagavad Gita, I had never felt so happy in my life. And he said he reads Bhagavad Gita every day. So this is the power of these books. It saves people's lives. Many people's lives have been saved. There's one devotee distributing books in a parking lot. And one man was in the car. And he... Uh, the devotee tried to get him to open his window. And he waved him away. But the devotee could see that he was suffering a lot. So he put a book on his windshield there. So that he could see it. He just left it there for him. One small book. I think it was the... Uh, remember which one. Anyway, he, he saw the book laying there and then he thought, well, maybe there's something there. So he, he opened his door and, and was reading it. Actually, he was he was trying to kill himself in the car. He had, he, he had rigged the car in such a way that the that the fumes were coming into the car and he was just trying to kill himself. But he, So he read this book. He turned the car off, opened the window and he read this book and he was so convinced that he went to the temple. From that parking lot, he went straight to the temple started associating with the devotees and eventually became a devotee. And there was another person who was, uh, it was a drug dealer in, uh, in, in uh, New York City. And he owed some, some money to some other drug dealers. So they broke into his house and they beat him up real bad. And he, they beat him so bad that he was unconscious. So then one of them saw this, this uh, book nearby in the room there. They, 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 he was laying there just, just unconscious, so they, they, they opened the book up and laid it on, on his face like this, open on his face. <laughs> so when he became conscious, he woke up and he saw this book on his face. And he said, what is this? So it was called The Reservoir of Pleasure. So he read that book and became a devotee. Actually, he became the president of uh, Gaines, of the uh, Alachua Temple some years ago. So he, he thought, well, I definitely need some, uh, some pleasure here <laughs> after suffering so much. So Prabhupada also wanted us to give our life. Some people say, well, this is going too far to give our life for this. But it's possible. There's one devotee in, uh, in uh, Detroit. Many of you probably know him. Ayodhya. Ayodhya. He's 73 years old and he goes out to the trains on the trains every day in Vrindavan. He goes from Mathura to Agra every day distributing books. Hare Krishna. <laughs> every day he goes out distributing books. 73 years old. So it's possible. So maybe I'll leave a little time now for some questions, if anybody has any questions. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's many different ways to distribute books now. Previously there was just, you know, airport or streets. But now there's the Shastradan. You're familiar with Shastradan? Where some people can't go out and distribute. Uh, so they uh, give donations for books to be distributed in, in libraries and coffee shops and hospitals and doctor's offices and different things like this. So this is, this is becoming uh, big in many parts of the world now. And there's also something that Vaisheshika Prabhu, you know, he started this thing called MSF, Monthly Sangatan Festival, which is becoming very successful in many places around the world. Where once a month, there's Harinam on Friday night, the next day, book distribution. So he gets sometimes 150 people out on Harinam and book distribution. And they're ecstatic. Prabhupada said that book distribution, this is our family business. So... Uh, it's a very nice way for everybody to come together, spreading Krishna consciousness. Very auspicious. 
And then there's uh, smart boxes, which is also a big thing. He's, he, he's the epitome of tax your brain to spread Christian consciousness. Prabhupada said that we should tax our brains on how to get the books out to the people. So he's the personification of that. Always thinking of ways to get the books out to the people. So this uh, smart boxes are very good. You get the, the, the there's a website if you go to uh, distributebooks.com. He has a website and he gives directions on on how. Or you can you can order these boxes actually. Most of them go to Indian stores where their people are favorable to. Vedic literature being distributed. And uh, also, many temples now they have yeah, a book table with books on it. And uh, they have the honor system. Nuvrindavan does very good with this. As they have the books there, they have a price tag on the books, and they have a donation box right there. People just put them. It might be a little difficult here in Chicago. Someone might walk off with the whole box. <laughs> I mentioned this in India, and devotees said they'll walk away with the whole table, you know. <laughs> so, some places it might be. Of course, Newman Dobbin, there's assist devotees around there, so it's easy to just you know, leave the box there. No problem. But I think it's actually secured also, so it doesn't, you, know, you can't just walk off with the box. Maybe you can do it here. But this is another thing. But at least on the Sunday feast, you should have a table with all the books and somebody manning the book table there. I know in, in, uh, in Los Angeles, there's a devotee that there every Sunday for the past 15 years, Govinda Dutt. And he sometimes distributes three, four hundred dollars worth of books, five hundred dollars worth of books sometimes, and always in a minimum like one hundred and fifty dollars worth of books, minimum. And one we might think, well, people that come here they already got the books, but you get a good variety of books, and some people don't have this book or that book. Or there's always new people coming, and it's a good way to to meet new people. That person, whoever is in charge of that book table, should be a very nice, gentlemanly person who can also cultivate them. So this is uh, another way to distribute books. Anything else? Yes. I know Ravit, you know. He was good. He was a good And then this whole competitive spirit would get there sometimes. Yeah. Because I don't know, like, the whole part of the good thing is goes out. Yeah. And you have to choose some of the books. How do you maintain a proper move? So the question is, is that when we begin book distribution, we may have that paradukhi mood trying to actually help the people give them Krishna consciousness, relieve them of their suffering. But as we continue on, that fruitive mood comes out. They try to you know, get a certain amount of Lakshmi and a certain amount of books distributed. Maybe a little competition enters. So Srila Prabhupada, he said there, there's two things that go very deep in the heart. He said, desire to enjoy the fruits of one's activities and sex desire. 
So these two contaminations are very deep in the heart, not easy to remove. <laughs> and he also said that 99% of our advancement in Krishna consciousness is in the chanting of the Hare Krishna mantra, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna Krishna Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So this is the main way to remove these contaminations, is by very attentively chanting the holy name. This is how to remove this desire to enjoy the fruits of our activities. But one nice thing about book distribution is that you're faced, you're, you're, you have to face these material desires. Whereas if you're back here at the temple, you don't, you don't have to work on, on becoming free of that contamination because you're not, it's, you're not faced with it. You know? When you go on book distribution, you're head on faced with it. <laughs> because results come. And you have to be detached. This is an important aspect of, of, of book distribution that we're attached. We want them to take a book. We're attached to that. We want them to take a book to help them in their spiritual life. But at the same time, we have to be detached, understanding that Krishna is in control. So to have this, to have this, this attachment and detachment—that's a, that's a fine line. And therefore, uh, uh, this uh, verse in the, in the Vedic literature is Utsaha Nishchya Dharya, that one has to be very enthusiastic uh, to spread Krishna consciousness. But at the same time, we have to be patient. So to have two of those together, that's very rare. If someone is very enthusiastic, generally that, that becomes passion. But to have the determination, very intense determination, but at the same time be reserved and patient, understanding Krishna's in control. That's very rare to have those two together. It's a great combination, though. <laughs> because sometimes we become passionate and we try to, try to convince the person to take a book and he's resisting. And then we try to convince him to take it, and it becomes like a false ego thing. I'm going to convince this guy to take a book. And then his false ego gets involved. He's, you're not going to convince me. <laughs> I'm going to convince you. You're not going to convince me. <laughs> so it becomes like a, like a false ego clash, you know. And then you just get burnt out. You, know? you just get fried out, you know, because the mind takes over. <laughs> so we can't let the, the, the mind take over. It has to, this, this, this is coming from the heart, actually. And that's where this, this chanting comes from. That we, we act on the platform of the soul, not on the platform of the, of the mind. This, this process purifies the mind of this attachment to the result and this sex desire. That's another thing. You go out on book distribution and there's, you, there's many women out there, so you have to be... And for the women distributed, there's many men out there, so one is attracted. So we have to beat the mind. Yeah. We are eternal servants of Krishna. There's no woman there. That's a soul within a material body. There's no man there. That's a soul within a material body. This is illusion. So in many ways, one has to face these, these two major obstacles to our advancement in Krishna consciousness. So it's healthy. It's good. Robert said, book distribution means you enter into the fire of ordeal. Just like the way you purify gold is you put it in fire. It removes the, the impurities. So, by going out and preaching Krishna consciousness, this is the fire of ordeal. It, it removes the impurities. So we get purified. At the same time, people are benefiting. So it's so auspicious. can't conceive of how auspicious uh, book distribution is. Any other? Yes? Oh yeah, I have a doubt about the effect of this purifying effect at different methods of book distribution. For example, the smart box 
Right. That's right. So the question is, is that there's some question about the uh, purity of, of different aspects of book distribution. For instance, the smart box. The devotee that's in charge of the smart box, he just puts the box there and once a week he goes and he puts the books back in and takes the Lakshmi. So obviously there's not going to be the same effect as going one-on-one to a person. But this is, there's, there's some people who have a hard time approaching people one-on-one. For some people, it's, it's, it's practically impossible <laughs> because it's not their nature. We all have different natures. So some people, it's extremely difficult to do that. So this is a type of service that they can do to distribute books or also the Shastradhan. And some people don't have time. They're businessmen or, or they just you know, have a family. There are different reasons. They just don't have the time. But in, what's, what's amazing in, in, uh, in San Jose is that all these devotees are householders. They, this once a, month, once a month program is very good for everybody to get a chance to go out and actually approach people and do Harinam. Try to establish that here. It's very, very nice. Everybody likes Harinam. We did a survey one time of, in Miami of what people appreciated most about the Hare Krishna movement. We just called up people at random, 100 people. And what people appreciated most about Hare Krishna's was the Harinam. Everybody likes singing and dancing. They appreciate it. Very auspicious. And, uh, and then the next day, book distribution. Chicago's a big city, many places to distribute books. And uh, this way they also get that experience. It's much more purifying, doing that one-on-one of approaching people, convincing them to take a book. But this is the most purifying, is that it's the one-on-one Harinam is also purifying because you're also going out to the public. But the, but the book distribution is, is most purifying because you're actually giving them a book, you're trying to convince them to take a book. So this is the most purifying. And that's why we're here, to get purified. That's why we have this human form of life. And austerity, it's an austerity. But uh, it's stated by Lord Rishabdev, Nayam deho dehabadam naloke custom kaman arhate vidbuchan depodivyam putika yenisadam sudyajasmad brahmasokyam That of persons who have material bodies, the persons who have the human form of life, they shouldn't waste their time engaging in the activities of the, of the animals, eating, sleeping, mating, and defending, but they should engage in, in austerities. And it's by austerities that they attain brahmasokyam, real happiness. It's the wealth of the brahmanas, is austerity. So it's very good. Austerity is very, very good. Very uh, auspicious. Srila Prabhupada, he wrote to the Gurukul teachers in the early days that you should teach the, the children the joy of austerity. It's very good. Sometimes uh, when we go out on book distribution, we have a, a difficult time. But sometimes these, these difficult times, they're the most rewarding, these, they're the most purifying days. Because we get, yeah, we, this is actually, there's one, Rita Nandamaras, he said that the price one pays for pure devotional service is the difficulty one undergoes in one's service. Interesting. So this is, it's very good. This is the human form of life is meant for this. So to engage in austerity and also engage in activity which is helping others, hey, how wonderful that is. So tomorrow is Sunday. Yeah. Today is Saturday. So I was thinking of maybe going out on book distribution today, if anybody's interested. <laughs> Saturday is a good day for book distribution, and tomorrow is a Sunday feast. And then I'll leave on uh, 
on Monday. But if you can get this once a month, try to get the congregation involved also. It's very, very good. You have a good congregation here. Yeah, Shastradan is also uh, there's the. You get all the books that you have, put them out there. Have somebody that's that's organized and good with people, friendly with people. Okay. You're welcome. See the Prabhupada Ki Jai. Transcendental Book Distribution Ki Jai. Before everyone departs, who wants to go out on book distribution today? One? Anybody else? Busy? You want to go out? Okay. Okay. Well, we can work on that. We can work on the time. You want to go out too? You know, Shiva wants to go out. All right. <laughs> Talk to Greg. You'll have time today or busy? Maybe. Okay.